I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Resource Real Talk about Louisville real estate. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner of Remax Premier Properties. And I've got another exciting announcement for you today. My title is expanding. Um, you know, that's uh, something I've never been afraid of, I don't think. Uh, I wear lots of hats. I'm a small business owner, a consummate one, I would imagine, which basically means I run around with my hair on fire half the time. I'm also a father of three under the age of 10, which inherently makes me somewhat insane, but I digress. Um, Real easy and fun announcement. Um, Those of you that are longtime listeners of the podcast know that I like to do things in business that support other things that I already do in business, right? It's it's the hub and spoke mentality with Remax Premier Properties and JT Pitts and Associates here being the hub. Lots of little spokes, whether it be investing, flipping property, having a property management business, new construction, that kind of stuff, right? That kind of stuff. So I'm happy to add another spoke to our hub, and that is Motto Mortgage. Now, what does that mean, Jay? Um, we started a mortgage company. That's really what it boils down to. We are not live and ready to take applications just yet, but we are very, very close. Um, you know, very, very proud and not quite ready to announce who the operating principal will be or our loan officer, so to speak, for those of you that are out there wondering. But we're just very, very happy to bring along uh, a gentleman that we've worked with for a number of years that is going to add another layer of impeccable service to uh, the for the clients and the agents that we serve here at Remax Premier Properties. So more information about that to come, but welcome Motto Mortgage to the Remax Premier Properties family. You will be hearing more about that in the days and weeks to come. As always, we are here live on Facebook, just going to pay a few bills, if you will, uh, here live in the Facebook group, Resource Real Talk About Louisville Real Estate, if you are a local real estate agent and you would like to gain access to the group and you have not yet gotten in on the conversation, you know where to find me. Any of the DMs on any of the social channels, you've probably got my cell phone. If not, I'm not hard to find. Find me, ask for access. I will be happy to grant that. We have lots of informative conversations there. Plus, you get the show live and not on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you podcast. Uh, You don't have to wait a few days for it to go through post. You get to hear me live. you know, right here, you know, lunchtime Friday, typically going back to Wednesday next week. Uh, hopefully, you know, this is the second week in a row we've been on a Friday. Uh, Wednesday is typically our recording day, but we had some uh, mechanical internet outage. I won't call the provider out, but anyway, it wasn't us. Our equipment was good. Uh, it was it was not uh, the maestro behind all this setup. Mr. Patrick, it was not him. Uh, it was 
it was, it was our ISP, right? They couldn't get us online. So couldn't come to you live. So here we are on Fridays. Um, as a reminder, you can catch us on any of the socials, uh, Facebook, the resource podcast, facebook.com slash the resource podcast, uh, on Instagram at J Pitts realtor on Twitter at JTPA Louisville on YouTube for full episodes, uh, youtube.com slash J Pitts realtor. Also, Don't forget JTP University, our sister piece of content, five minutes, tactical tips and tricks for agents to put to use in their business. We got a good one coming your way this coming week. Um, Got another in the can for you, so we're not going to slow down. We're just going to punch the gas. I mentioned these streaming platforms. I I pretty much decided I'm going to stop saying them all because there's too many to catch up on, and there's really only two places you listen to this podcast from our metrics behind the scenes, iTunes, Uh, and Spotify. If you could give us a five-star review, we would be very appreciative. It helps the overlords of the tech world know that they need to serve this podcast to more people because it's good and not because I just talk a lot. I would appreciate it. Five-star reviews only. Four stars are for people you don't like. Uh, But yeah, throw us a subscribe or a follow or whatever the platform calls for. All right. Now that that's behind us, let's talk about today's topic. And interestingly enough, this episode is going to be titled something very similar to one of the original season one resource offerings back when I had a co-host, Mr. Gabe Pruitt. Shout out to Gabe if he's still listening. I bet he's not, but I might just text him afterwards and tell him he needs to. But this was actually episode number five, episode number five from August 14th, 2000. And 17. We are at somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 episodes currently. Um, so that was quite some time ago. And very early on, and I dare I say I just listened to this episode, dare I say we've come a long way. Uh, that I've, I've certainly come a long way. And maybe you detest the sound of my voice. I don't think so because you wouldn't be listening if you did. But uh, I've come a long way. I had to have someone really lay out the episode for me uh, back then. Gabe, you know, God bless him. Uh, We probably wouldn't be standing here if he didn't know how to get me talking. Because there was a lot of dead hair, a lot of ums and uhs, a lot of buts. Uh, But, you know, we made it. We made it. You know, here we are four, you know, four years later, uh, still kicking. So episode number five was Winter is Coming. And as I said early in that episode, that upswing of voice for my NLP gurus, neuro-linguistic programming, we can come back to that later, for my NLP gurus, an upswing at the end of a sentence signifies that the person speaking is unsure of what they're saying. It signifies a question mark. So this was winter is coming, question mark. Today's episode will... I believe aptly be called winter is coming exclamation point. And I'll get into more here in a moment about what I mean by that. So let's, let's, let's set the table. Winter is coming was with the question mark. I hope you're catching on. Okay. Winter is coming was my way of Telling everyone, it was a bit of a bait and switch, okay, because, you know, 
the message of the 2017 podcast titled that way was not that you should expect a market turnaround. And today's episode will be no different because that's not what I'm what I'm suggesting with the exclamation point. I'll clarify in a moment. But basically, the message, the theme of that original episode was that you shouldn't expect things to continue the way they are. And boy, has it been different. Okay? We didn't know what to expect. We never expected some of the happenings we knew in 2017 shortly into an unexpected presidential campaign um, that the level of contentiousness with respect to government was growing and probably would continue coming through 2019 we expected maybe an ugly year for political advertisements and you know debates and you know kind of just this this at each other's throat kind of you know battle for what it is that life in the United States is going to be now and in the future but but I dare say that we could not have possibly projected where we are now Okay. And again, this is, and I said it then, and I, I, I will say it again now, this is not a political show, so I espouse, I, I assume no responsibility and espouse no opinion with respect to either side. Okay, I'm simply an observer who's trying to help you navigate the real estate market. Um, so once again, winter is coming, exclamation point, exclamation point is more of a statement that it may not have happened yet, but it will happen. The market will swing. Here we are four years later and still have agents that have never experienced a market similar to 2008, 2009, and may never again, but they haven't experienced a market similar to the late 90s. They haven't experienced a market similar to 2013. They haven't experienced, they've only experienced one to two months or three months worth of supply. There's a reason why. There is a reason why it is expected that a balanced market will have six months of absorption rate. Once again, absorption, the rate at which homes will sell as compared to the number of homes on the market. If you have X number of homes on the market and we're selling Y number of homes a month, how long will it take to absorb X at the current rate? There are people that don't know what a buyer's market looks like. We will have a buyer's market again. Okay? So the acknowledgement that winter is coming, exclamation point, is something that each and every one of you should hold close to you. Now, I opened the show talking about motto mortgage. Did you know that 2020, 2020, amidst uncertainty from every angle, in every way possible, uncertainty, was the greatest year in the history of the mortgage business? Did you know that? I hope you did. Now, we have to define great, okay? 
And maybe that's a little pontification there. But what I'm going to say is great is the greatest amount of production, the most loan volume, the absolute most loan volume that has ever been done in the course of a year happened in 2020. Now, what does that mean? What does any of this mean? I think to understand the answer to that question, we got to take a few steps back. And we consider the message that I gave you on October or on August 14th of 2017 that winter is coming. And all the reasons why you have to kind of understand what came before us, what you've never experienced as an agent, because most of our listeners have been in the business less than the four years it's been since I recorded that last podcast. So what does that mean? Okay, so let's go back to my start. Okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of an origin story for me. So I graduated college in 2004. Okay, now 2004 was a very robust real estate market behind mostly new construction, uh, very loose credit standards were beginning. And, you know, the country was trying to recover economically through real estate after 9-11. We were a few years removed, but we're still trying to recover fully from the impacts of 9-11. So, New construction happened, liquidity was high, credit standards were loose, too loose, as it would, as it would, uh, we would realize a few years later. I got out of college and I got my real estate license immediately. Like the son of any real estate broker, developer, and property manager, I immediately became interested and intrigued with real estate investing, uh, which was much less popular then than it is today. So, um, started doing that, but I took a job as many, you know, with the, with the motivation that many firstborns have, um, you know, stubbornness as the motivation, I decided that I didn't want to be in the same business that dad was in. But firstborn, having absorbed what I could throughout my life, learning about the, the business that my father was in, uh, I wanted to use the knowledge that I had. I didn't want to go be a veterinarian necessarily and use, you know, acknowledge something that I had nothing, I had no prior knowledge of. I wanted to be in business. Uh, fun fact, I did register as a freshman in high school, as the stubborn one, as I registered pre-med. And when I figured out that I had to be in class 30 hours a week for, a, you know, 14 hours of credit, that pretty much ended that. And I became a business major, but that's fine. I knew I would just start a business. My, my, my passion was to help people and make a lot of money. I guess I'm a capitalist. Um, so after I got my real estate license, I took a job in finance. I was a mortgage lender. I did that for three years. I made a lot of loans, a lot of loans with, unfortunately, not a lot of, you know, not a lot of credit standards, like all mortgage lenders did at the time. But around 2007, after having a good amount of success, uh, I decided that it was time to move on. It was time to move on. My real estate investing knowledge and interest had taken over my interest in being in the mortgage business. 
It's kind of funny how things come full circle because I told you I opened a mortgage company at the beginning of this episode. But uh, so obviously there remains some interest. But yeah, I moved on. I wanted to be in business by by myself, for myself. I didn't want to work for anybody else, so I moved on. About the time that I was moving on, though, the cracks in the foundation of the entire industry had begun to show. Mortgage companies were going out of business. Employees were coming into locked doors. Investment firms that had bought all of this shady paper were starting to crumble. Investigations were beginning. The economy was cratering. And throughout that first year of 2008, that first full year of 2008, a lot changed. I realized that I was out over my ski tips. And we all know what happens when that happens. You know, a fall is imminent. I'd gone from a very solid business making quite a bit of money in mortgage to making next to nothing in real estate. Now, that's despite having a lot of success. I went from making $25 million of loans in a year to, you know, trying to, you know, sell lots of houses and making next to nothing doing it. Uh, The prices were low. The hours were long. Uh, it was just rough. Okay. But I finished that first year selling 50 homes, was able to get into the bank foreclosure wave that propelled me forward. Uh, I never forget the story though, that I tell often the first six listings I took were retail listings asking for asking prices that were, you know, 2007 prices in 2008. And I didn't get a single showing on one of them. So what I had was five angry sellers ready to fire me and literally no good answer to give them, which is a big juxtaposition to the first five listings that many of you have taken in the last 12 months, which could be your first 12 months in the business, that sold instantly and for over list price and more than the client expected. So it's safe to say that my real estate career in the very first year was forged out of steel, right? Very difficult conversations, very unfortunate situations, lots of hours for little pay and lots of sacrifice. Now, this is not a I walk to school five miles uphill both way in my day story. Maybe it is a little, but just to tell you that the shoe will be on the other foot at some point. The Fed has already signaled a rise in interest rates is coming. We talk about that a little bit in JTP University, an episode coming soon to you, what that means, but it doesn't directly translate to a rise in consumer interest rates. You need to look at the 10-year treasury for that. And even then, the market wants what the market wants. So if your consumer demands 4% interest or less, which is a significant increase from where we were were a few days ago, then the consumer will get what the consumer demands in mass. Nevertheless, my career went from tumultuous beginning and the fear being having no success whatsoever 
to a scenario where I wasn't sure that I had the time to assist all the clients that were asking for my assistance. It's a really big, I don't even know what word to say, but the mind games associated with trying to reconcile that from I don't know if I'm going to pay my mortgage yesterday to what do I do with all this money today is a strange position to be put in. I'm a kid that no one wants to trust today. Tomorrow, I'm a kid that everyone doesn't understand how I'm doing so well. Is an interesting situation. Very interesting. I have people in this company, some of you listening, that had esteemed careers, respected industry, in respected industries, Industries that carry a lot more respect, in my estimation, than a real estate salesperson does. That have joined me and have made more money in their first 12 months than they made in a 15-year career per year at doing something else that's much more well-respected. How do you reconcile that? Well, the only way to reconcile it is that we are riding a wave here. It's the longest wave in history. Market cycles tend to come in seven-year peak-to-trough time frames. Seven years. We're damn near seven years from a podcast episode that I was talking about one-month supply, and we still have one-month supply. This market was bad in 2008. It was bad in 2009. It was kind of bad in 2010, but the rust was starting to fall off. 2011, pace picked up. 2012, there is absolutely zero argument that 2012 was a bad year in real estate. 2012 was a good year. It's 2021, and there's no indication that 22 will be worse or bad enough to call bad. I mean, we're looking at 11, 12, 13 years of positive markets, almost double the peak to trough time frame that you tend to see in real estate. We haven't seen a 10% correction since 2008 in pricing. Now, we might have seen a 30% correction then. And so maybe we're good for a few cycles. But you need to process mentally that winter is coming. No upswing. It is a mathematical certainty. Winter is coming. Someday, you will have to process a sale for a seller that is being offered less than they ever thought possible, but they still need to sell. You're going to have to shelter them from needless emotion and help them lean in to enough emotion that makes them make the correct decision. 
you're going to find again that the best option for some of your sellers is an investor that wants nothing more than to cut that price to the bone. They want to make it hurt. But it's still the best option. You're going to find a scenario where a seller needs to invest $10,000 into a property to only sell it for $5,000 more. Wrap your head around that one for a moment. You're going to need to get used to the fact that your buyers will be getting loans at 5% again. Gasp. 7% in 2007 on a VA loan to boot. You need to wrap your head around these universal truths. Markets incline, markets decline. Markets seldom reach equilibrium, at least for long. You know, they say in the great book by, and I, you know, Gary Keller was the, I hate giving him credit. He's a very smart man. Uh, Gary Keller. I shouldn't say that. There's a couple of luminaries in this industry that need to be given their due. And Gary Keller and Dave Linegar are two of them. I don't know that there's an argument for a third. But those two men deserve a lot of credit to where we are. And so I'm not going to take anything away from Gary Keller. But Gary Keller, if you don't know, is the founder or co-founder of Keller Williams. And Gary told his agents at their family reunion in 2017, just before I aired this podcast episode that I keep referencing today, he told them winter is coming because he knew the thing that I'm telling you, market cycles peaked to trough for seven years. If the market started to recover in 2010, then 2017 was the natural end of a very great run. He wanted to prepare them for a lean winter and a slower 2018. We didn't see that. But he's still a very smart man. Now, he was also playing on a very popular television show, which I happen to be a fan of. Not so much the conclusion, but Game of Thrones was very big then. So Gary was telling his agents to prepare for this this certainty that I'm telling you, which is that all parties come to an end. You know, the saying is that you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. It's the old bartender trope, right? When they turn the lights on at last call. This market, when it shifts, may not be kind. But if you prepare for it in advance, if you prepare for it in advance, if you see it coming, if you prepare yourself emotionally, you prepare yourself financially, something that I always say and believe it to be true in my bones is the best make more in a bad market than they do in a good one. Do you understand that if your market share increases in a way equivalent to the number of agents decrease? then you can, your income can outpace where you are today in a bad market. Gary was part of a book called The Shift. He wrote The Millionaire Real Estate Agent, 
with a co-writer, which is the red book, right? If you start a team and you haven't read this book, shame on you. You should be reading The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. The Shift is a book that he wrote right around the time that 2008-9 happened. And, and the most insightful thing that came from that book for me was the understanding that clients and also agents always lag the market by 6 to 12 months. What do I mean by that? That means the consumer doesn't know the market is correcting until 12 months after it's already started. Agents also entering real estate don't understand that they're getting into a declining market until 12 months after it started. Agents amidst the start of a correction will still be flooding the industry, leaving high-paying jobs for their dream in real estate because it took them that long. It's the same thing as the idea that Followers, when it comes to the stock market, always buy high and sell low. When really the nerve to buy low and sell high is all they needed was the nerve. Prepare yourself so that you're not trying to be a market timer. Think about the numbers. Listen to what I'm telling you. The market's slowing down this fall. Interest rates are on the rise. The federal government is concerned about inflation. You know, there's it's a volatile situation that we're in. You should be preparing yourself for it. You've been given so many gifts as a result of this abnormally long positive cycle in the market. Abnormal gifts. Low interest. Extreme demand extreme interest in real estate. Lots of gifts. If you want to go back to why you should be buying real estate now, I don't remember the name of the podcast episode I did a few months ago, but positive cash flow is abundant because of interest rates mostly. So you can pay more for real estate today and still positive cash flow than you really have ever been able to in the past. I hope you've been listening. I hope you've been acting. Don't be like me who almost bought Bitcoin at 22 in December and then haven't been able to justify it since. I tell you what, I'm glad I didn't because it's made me buy more real estate. It's a great store of wealth. It's a commodity. A commodity with an with, with a finite supply that tends to go up in value, that you can borrow money against, tax-advantaged at ridiculously low interest. And, interest. and with interest rates low, rents are on the rise. It also stands to reason that when retail real estate sales slow, rentals soar. Own the rental property. It's that simple, Really? It's that simple. I don't think we're going to see another year like 2020. And I don't think we're going to see another year like 2021. But I'm totally fine if we go in reverse. If we see 2019 again, 2019 type performance in 
in 22, 2018 and 23, 2017 and 24, and we edge our way toward recession, it's probably the natural order of things. You still have time. Interest rates are going to rise, but that doesn't mean you should stop buying real estate. Prices will commensurately settle. Appreciation will continue to go up. You got 70 million millennials and not enough sellers to serve the market. New construction can't catch up fine. There's supply chain issues. There's lumber price increases. There's builders having a hard time making a profit. There's tons of apartment options out there. But you know what? That leaves the house market underserved by rental property. Take advantage of long-term cheap interest. Prepare yourself to replace your income on a short on on a short term with passive income flip houses buy low sell high don't be the chaser in the market don't be 6 to 12 months late if you've been thinking about a career in real estate the only day better than today was yesterday I tell people all the time, if you want to look at the political landscape, we are so fortunate that despite historic divisiveness, we are in the one industry that I can think of that both sides want to be successful. Pretty phenomenal. Winter's coming, folks. And it's an exclamation point, not a question mark at this point. It's coming but it doesn't mean it has to be cold for you. You can smile all the way to the bank the way I did selling my bank foreclosures from 2009 to 2013. When you're strong, when everyone else is weak, you can grab share of market like it's no one's business because it's your business. Winter's coming. All right, that's all I got for you this week, folks. Remember, catch us on the socials, facebook.com slash the resource podcast. YouTube.com slash Realtor for full-length episodes at Realtor on Instagram. Don't forget to check out the reels. My man Patrick is putting out some real nice stuff. Don't forget us on TikTok. Forgot that earlier, at J underscore Pitts, at JTPA Louisville on Twitter, where you get to, you know, hear my opinions about things. Also streaming on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to follow, like, five-star reviews also over on Spotify. Feel free to catch us there or pretty much anywhere you podcast. Watch out for another episode of JTP University coming at you really soon. As always, I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties. Thank you for joining. Thank you for for following on this walk down memory lane. Remember, winter is coming. We'll see you soon.